You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. everybody. Welcome to episode 527 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam joined by Jill. Jill, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. It's at least for one day. It's very nice outside and it's going to get warm next week, I think. That is true. Yes. Um, my brother-in-law pointed out to me last night that we move the clock. We spring ahead in like a week or two. Do we really? Yeah. Oh my God, we do. I know. Ugh. Yeah, because we were. Um, oh no, you seem upset about that. <laughs> I don't like springing ahead because you lose an hour. Yeah, but only once. You only lose one hour of sleep. Sure, then... but it but it feels like it takes me like days to <laughs> adapt. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's so, all. That's fair. We were talking about last night because he and I went running, and it was still sunny out. This is a much better transition than last week. And it was still sunny out while we were running. And so that's why I thought of it. And so Jill and I are going to talk about running books. See, yeah, see? we are. Better. Um, <clears throat> we are both runners. One of your books that you're going to talk about may be very particular to your running journey. We'll Indeed. see. Indeed. No, no spoilers. Um, but yeah, we're both in the running community. So frankly... <laughs> Full disclosure, we hadn't thought of anything and we're recording this on Wednesday. And so I it was supposed to be my turn to pick. And yet again, actually, you were the one who was like, what if we just did this? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. So that happened. Yeah, I owe you like four themed episode ideas. You have picked next week's already, so we're good, you know. So we got one down. I picked next week's because it's a sponsored episode. That's not really well, whatever. You didn't have to tell the people that they didn't know that yet. I know, but it's only fair that I I will think of other ones moving forward. Um okay. okay, before we start, do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of us and all that jazz? Sure, you can go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. Here on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds, and you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Yes, you can. And like always, all the books we talk about will be in the show notes. Um, so don't worry about scrambling to write them down. And yeah, let's just get to it. Do you want to start? Uh, sure. Why don't we just get the big one out of the way? Because it's always awkward for me. Um <laughs> Because I don't like talking about my own books. You're so um, bad at it. Yes, I'm so glad you're doing this. Okay. So my first one is <laughs> Running with a Police Escort by me. Um, <laughs> right. So if you are not a longtime listener, I don't know. Um, I've written two memoirs. Um, and this was my first one. And yeah, so I'm a runner. Um, if you've seen pictures of me, I probably don't look like a runner. But I run. But I run slow. 
So my book, um, Running with a Police Escort, is a memoir about being a slow runner and being someone who is always in the back of the pack at races. Um, And the title comes from, you know, if you've ever seen people who are at the very end, there's a police car that um, sort of marks the end of the race and keeps the runners, you know, um, safe, basically. And I have pictures of me. And I've had readers send pictures where you can see the police car over the shoulder. Um, and so, yeah, so that's my first running one. Uh, since you won't hype it up enough, I will. It's so wonderful. I love your book so much. It makes me so happy. Um, not only are you an awesome storyteller and the book itself is fabulous, but you are, and I think someone else said this as well, uh, Jill swears extremely well. Oh, I swear a lot in the book. But like, you know how some people are bad at swearing? You're good at swearing. And <laughs> it's and that is a compliment. So yeah, I it's so good. And I literally, we have a shared word uh, Google Doc for this. And if you hadn't put it in there and I laughed, you were like, yes, I'm going to talk about it in all caps. If you hadn't, I wouldn't too. So good job by you. Um, my first one is called Born to Run by Christopher McDougal. Uh, this, I love this book. This was actually the first book I read when I was getting back into running um, like seven or eight years ago. But the funny thing about it is my dad, who is a decent reader, but usually the book recommendations that I, like my bookish conversations are with my mom, who was a teacher for 40 years. But this one came because my dad was looking up the Born to Run memoir by Bruce Springsteen one day on Libby. And this came up instead. And my dad is he's good at technology but not great and he was just like oh that must be it never mind that it says by christopher mcdougall not by bruce springsteen so he just started reading it and he's like oh it's about running this is really good and my father who is 72 is also a runner he um is very fast very in shape very wonderful fast guy he still runs with our running group and everything so he just he's like i just kept reading it it was really good you should check it out and i did and he was right so uh, Born to Run is, it was originally going to be an article Christopher McDougall used to write for Men's Health. And it turned into a full book when he started talking about, like realizing how much there was. So there is, in Mexico's Copper Canyons, there is this um, tribe of Native Americans. Well, I don't, I guess they're not really Native Americans because they're in Mexico. So um, indigenous. Indigenous. Thank you. Jesus, Adam. You use how to understand words. Come on. Um, there is an indigenous tribe called the Terra Humira, and they have honed their ability to run. Like they, they run hundreds of miles without resting. And they also like almost never get hurt. And they run in these like leather, um, strappy sandals basically. And like not much else. And they survive almost entirely on limes and chia seeds and tortillas. And like, he just wanted to better understand their lifestyle and how and like just what makes them you know such world-class runners and so he takes like as a reader you go from like science labs at harvard and nike and all these places where they are really exploring the science of running to like its core and its peak all the way to just staying with the Terra Humera and running with them. And he brings a bunch of uh, the world's best ultra ultra marathon runners against the tribe. And like, it's a, it culminates in this race against with everybody. And it's just super interesting. 
Um, it also kind of changed the way that I run. Like I started taking shorter strides and all this stuff. And I've been getting hurt less because of uh, this book. So just a really interesting um, story. So it's Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. Um, speaking of uh, Nike, my next one is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. So Phil Knight is the creator behind the Nike brand. And this is sort of his story about um, being a runner and starting the business, you know, like you think of Nike as this like huge, big brand these days, but it started with like, it's very like guy in his garage, like making shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's really good. I found it really interesting. You know, it, even if you don't like running, like I recommended this book to my dad, who's not really a runner, but he loves reading books about, um, entrepreneurs and sort of the backstory of big businesses. And, um, yeah, so I, I loved, uh, I loved shoe dog when he starts talking about like, you know, where the name came from and kind of the making of the shoe and sort of what goes into it. Um, and just, but there is also that sort of business element of, of how it all came to be and, and became this very successful company that it is today. Yeah. Uh, my next one is North by Scott and Jenny Jurek. Uh, Scott Jurek is one of the most uh, acclaimed award-winning ultramarathon runners in the world. Um, he is well known for obviously his like ludicrous endurance and speed, but also like he, for a lot of his life has been on a vegan diet and he's, um, he's just had a really, really interesting life. And, uh, after like two decades of being a marathon, an ultra marathoner and speaking about it and all this stuff, he wanted to do something else. So <clears throat> he embarked on this journey to try to set the speed record for the Appalachian trail. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with, familiar with the Appalachian trail, it's not even like an ultra marathon. It's literally 21, almost 2,200 miles. Um, and so yes, there's some running, but there's a, just a ton of hiking and all sorts of stuff. So, um, North is his journey to try and succeed. Um, he basically ran 50 miles a day for every single day for seven straight weeks. That just sounds impossible. <laughs> And I, but, um, it's just, you know, it's his physical and emotional journey to try and, uh, to try and beat the Appalachian trails record. So it's interesting. Um, that's North by Scott and Jenny Jurek. So my next one is one that you first had on your list. And then I got mad because <laughs> you put it on the list first. <laughs> And so you moved it to my list. So thank you. So this is the terrible and wonderful reasons why I run long distances, um, by Matthew Inman, also known as the oatmeal. And if you are not familiar with the oatmeal, you should stop listening to this podcast mm -hmm. and go read some of the oatmeal. Um, are they like, how are we like comics? Yeah. They're like comics, like web comics. Yeah. Like web comics. Yeah. And so, um, what I love about this description, the first line is, this is not just a book about running. It's a book about cupcakes. It's a book about suffering. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't like describe running in like a very succinct way, I don't know what else does, but, uh, yeah. So this is, um, Matthew's story about like being a runner, 
um, why he runs some of the things that will happen to a runner's body, like toenails falling off. Um, and there's some never before seen material in the book too. So if you are already a reader of the web comic, there's new stuff in here. Um, I just love the oatmeal's like approach to basically everyday life. And I think runners, and what I like about this is that it like, it really does appeal to runners of all abilities. Um, Cause he talks a little bit about that too. And it's just delightful. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's actually, that's one of the things I have like missed most, honestly, during the pandemic. Um, I go, I do a lot of races normally during the year. And like that feeling of like, you and I have talked about this, like the feeling before a race is great. And like, there's everybody has the nervous energy, but mainly like the feeling after any race, whether it's like a charity 5k or a half marathon or whatever, it's like, it's almost like a party and like just that like there's this joke about having run is so much better than the act of running but I yeah I miss that so much and I that book is it feels like it is very much on board with that um my next one is 26 marathons by Meb Kaflejki uh, Meb is it's he's kind of like a one name person at this yeah. point he's Meb um Meb ran 26 marathons. He won both the New York City and the Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon um, that he won was the marathon after the Boston Marathon bombing that took place. Um, and that was in 2013. And then he won in 2014. And he he was the first American to win in like 30 years. So it was just like really big deal. And he won it when he was 39, which is pretty remarkable for a runner. So uh, he was actually the first person in history to win both Boston and New York, as well as an Olympic marathon medal, just ridiculous. Um, and this is his story. He ran 26 professional marathons and each of those came with its own unique challenges and, you know, and outcomes of course. And so this is just, it's the kind of life wisdom, life, you know, wisdom and, you know, family identity and faith things that he learned along the way during, uh, his life as a, uh, a marathon runner and um I got the chance to meet him very briefly when I when I for my dad's 70th birthday we ran a half marathon in Vegas and he happened to like be there at the like pre-race um thing where you can buy all sorts of stuff and got to say hi and he's a very nice guy so yeah 26 marathons by Meb Kaflejki good stuff I think he was at Akron a couple of years ago too if I remember I so. yeah correctly. yeah um my next one is one we sadly don't actually have an overdrive for whatever reason. I mean, I know why, because not all publishers make <laughs> books available in digital. <laughs> um, but I, I love this book. And so I think you need to all hear about it too. Um, and it is a beautiful work in progress by Myrna Valerio. Um, she is on Instagram as the Myrnavator. And she runs a huge Facebook group um, called Fat Girl Running. And so her book is um, all about, you know, again, like with mine, like being someone who doesn't necessarily look like a typical runner or what someone would imagine a runner to look like. And um, it just like her experiences as 
as a runner and it's I love she's just like she's so fun her Facebook group is great so um hi if you happen to be in there I am too um and (laughs) she's just I just she's fun she's um she's very funny and um honest and authentic um one of my favorite things about her group the group is called fat girl running and she's very adamant that any content related to weight loss or dieting is not allowed in the group um you know because lots of us run for reasons outside of that we don't necessarily run to lose weight or to burn calories and also there are plenty of other facebook groups you can go to to discuss <laughs> that sort of thing like this facebook group is very specific just about being a runner whatever you look like whatever your size and just sort of coming together in that and um her yeah so a beautiful work in progress is is just it's fab, fabulous and i think you all should read it even though it's not on overdrive so go buy it <laughs> along those lines there's um there's a instagram account i think it's called i have a runner's body mm-hmm. and it's it's very similar like it's, it's an amazing account well they will they'll they wow they will share pictures uh, approved of of runners of all shapes, sizes, ages, and cultural backgrounds. And then they kind of just tell their story through each post. And it's really cool. I, yeah, I, there's an, along those lines, my next book is called Your Pace, Your Mind by Lisa Jackson. What running taught me about life, laughter, and coming last. Uh, so Lisa Jackson is a wonderful author. Um, and she also has run uh, 90 plus marathons. That is ludicrous. Um, unlike many runners, kind of like you were talking about before, Lisa's not afraid to come in last. In fact, she's finished last in 20 of the 90 plus marathons that she's done. Um, but the whole book isn't like just her story about running. It's also all the wonderful people that Lisa's met along the way, you know, these like the, the tutu clad fun runners, um, older runners, ultra marathoners, and just kind of everyone in between and the tales of like, you know, loss and laughter and all sorts of stuff. And it really, this book really reminds me of kind of why I, I have a running group that I run with on Wednesdays um, in the normal life. And I've really missed them so much because it's not about, it isn't, it's not about worrying about like, am I going to get a PR in this run? Or am I gonna, um, you know, how far can I go in this run? It's just about like being together and getting to have conversations and like laughing with my brother-in-law and my brother and my dad. And, you know, it, that's like the thing I love most about running is it's weird of uh, running. You might think of as a isolating thing but I love running so much because of the community that it helps create so yeah your pace your mind by Lisa Jackson it's a wonderful book I agree the running community is super I get that I get asked that a lot um by people who aren't runners like you know how do other runners feel about me as a slow runner I'm like runners are great at least the ones here in northeast Ohio who I've met everyone's fantastic and very supportive. I am friends with runners who are much, much faster than I am. And that's, um, like I've done a relay race with some of them and, um, they knew how slow I was and they still Mm -hmm. wanted me in their relay group. So yeah, it, it, I love the running community. Um, speaking of this next one is actually by a friend of mine. It's depression hates a moving target by Nita Sweeney. I met Nita a couple of years ago. We had um, actually a vendor table together at the Cleveland Marathon Expo where we were selling and signing copies of our books. And Nita is delightful. Um, 
So before she discovered running, Nita was 49 years old, chronically depressed, occasionally manic, and unable to jog for more than 60 seconds at a time. And through running, she you know, sort of found that inner strength. And with the help of her dog, which is wonderful, mm-hmm. um, she found a way to complete her first marathon. So running really became, you know, there's that saying of like running is cheaper than therapy. I mean, that's true to a point, obviously, like I have a therapist, I take antidepressants, you know, it does not replace therapy, but it can be helpful (laughs) at times. And, um, so that's the sort of like what Nita's story is, is that for her running really did help her mental health and physical health and kind of come back from some pretty dark places. Um, and her dog is on the cover and yeah. So depression hates a moving target, which is actually a really fabulous title. I think, um, yeah, you know, that idea of like, it's hard to pin, you know, like if you keep moving, it is hard for depression to pin you down Mm -hmm. some of the time. Again, this is not me being like, just exercise and you'll be better. That's not what I'm saying, but (laughs) just to get that out of the way. Yeah, no, I I know, but I I, exactly what you're saying is right though. Like I, when I am going through mental challenges, I find that I do feel better when I go for a run. It does not remove the mental challenges, but it makes me feel better and maybe see them from a new perspective. And yes, still talk to someone if that helps you. Yeah, don't, yeah. I just, I mean, but you see that all the time though. Like, I just want to make it clear. I guess someone who has depression and is on antidepressants, I still exercise, but I'm well aware that exercise does not fix that part. You know, Um, maybe for some people it does, but not for everybody. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. My last one is called Pre by Tom Jordan. Uh, So Steve Prefontaine, uh, he is a fast runner. Uh, He was, he's kind of like, He's passed away, but he's the the subtitle of this is the story of America's greatest running legend. Um, Steve Prefontaine is just uh, he's he was an incredible runner. Um, He for five years during his like prime, no American runner beat him at a distance over a mile, like any distance, and. Um, when he was 24, he was driving, um, home after a party one night and he crashed his car and he died. And so it was very tragic. Um, but you know, over 20 years, you know, over almost 30 years later, I think at this point, um, he's still influencing the running world. Like he had these really humble beginnings. Like he did not, he wasn't raised in a, like a family of, traditional runners or anything. Um, but he ended up going to Oregon and he became the first person to win four NCAA titles in one event. Um, and he's just basically unbeatable. And he had this kind of mindset where he ran every single race. Like it was the last race he was ever going to run. And like, he has all, there's all these quotes that you'll see from runners. And I am guilty of of posting them on my own, like Instagram accounts and stuff where he's basically like, he would run every race as hard as he could because he knew if he could exhaust the people behind him and in front of him and around him. And then the end of the race was basically just like, you're exhausted and I'm exhausted. Which one of us can last longer when you're exhausted? He's like, I know I'm going to end up winning that way. And he was also just like 
he apparently was a very just like wonderful teammate as well like he would always get everybody around him just to like feel good about their own paces and their times and everything and just like he was just one of those people who he made everyone's life around him better and um there's just all these like wonderful pictures you'll see and, and he was like running in the I think it was in the 70s so he has like this fabulous mustache and this long flowing hair and um there was this whole like promotion around him where like no one can stop pre and so you would see these like stop signs that say stop pre on them and like all this stuff so um he's just like he's a very like inspirational runner and um yeah I very I like I love Steve Steve Prefontaine's like story and everything and obviously dying tragic tragically is, is horrible but if you want to learn more about um one of the first like people in America to become famous for running pre by time Jordan is a good book to start those are our list right yeah I think that's everything yeah awesome okay um yeah it's like like we said earlier it's supposed to be nice around us hopefully you guys are seeing some nice weather wherever you're at um in the world and if not, hopefully it comes soon because I feel like winter has been everlasting here. So, um, yeah, well, uh, I, anything else people should know about, you think? I don't think so. I don't think so either. There's any events or any, uh, book club thing. So, okay. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the professional book nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.